Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. They that seek his face shall find him. Psalms 27, verse 8. When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. All the powers of Satan are set in operation to hold the attention to frivolous amusements. And he's gaining his object. He's interposing his devisings between God and the soul. He will manufacture diversions to keep men from thinking about God. The world, filled with sport and to pleasure-loving, is always thirsting for some new interest. But how little time and thought are given to the creator of the heavens and the earth. God would have us study the works of infinity and from this study, learn to love and reverence and obey him. The heavens and the earth with their treasures are to teach the lessons of God's love and care and power. God calls upon his creatures to turn their attention from the confusion and perplexity around them and admire his handiwork. As we study his works, angels from heaven will be by our side to enlighten our minds and guard them from Satan's deceptions. As you look at the wonderful things that God's hand has made, let your proud, foolish heart feel its dependence and inferiority. How terrible it is when the acknowledgement of God is not made when it should be made. How sad to humble oneself when it's too late. In the religion of Christ, there is a regenerating influence that transforms the entire being. Lifting man above every debasing, groveling vice and raising the thoughts and desires toward God and heaven. Linked to the infinite one, man is made partaker of the divine nature. Upon him the shafts of evil have no effect, for he is clothed with the panoply of Christ's righteousness. Wow, that was a thought that could take some time to think about. But, um, Exodus 33, verse 20. God told Moses that no one can see me and live. So when David tells us, as in our verse today, they that seek his face shall find him, he's telling us his own experience. Second Chronicles seven fourteen is a beautiful promise given to Solomon when he dedicated the new temple to God, and prayed that he would accept it and dwell there. God spoke to Solomon in a dream, and he told him, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, will heal their land. Psalm thirty four sixteen says, Thy face, the face of the Lord, is against them that do evil. And verse 18 says, God is near to those that have a broken heart and contrite spirit. So it's kind of showing us how that we can seek his face by coming to him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Maybe we can infer that when he turns his face away, He's far from us and not giving approval or support. For his face is against evil. 
doers, against evil doers, but toward those who seek him. Well, how are his people called by his name? And I looked into it a little bit, and, and I'm not saying I've got it. I think there's a whole study here I'm not going to go into, but um, just a little part of it would be that when Jacob wrestled with the angel and his name was changed, the angel told him his name would be Israel. For, said he, as a prince you have power with God and men and, has per and have prevailed. So I'm thinking that Israel, as a nation, would have continued to have power with God and man had they obeyed his laws. His laws were very reasonable. So they lost the power with God and men and uh, no longer prevail without the help of the support of the United States and other nations. Mm -hmm. So the name Israel, I think, means he who has prevailed or something to that effect. With God, El, I think, means Elohim or God. Anyway, they are no different than us today. So do we seek his face? Do we plant the seed of his word in our heart and mind with the goal of making his principles our own? Well, we are told God also wants us to study the works of infinity. And since only God is infinite, that must be his works. And when we study his works, we're told that from this study, we will learn to love, reverence, and obey him. So we have a couple of things here that are laid out for us to help us know what steps we as Christians can take. One is to approach God with contrition and humility and um, repentance. And the other is that we can study his works. We can read his word. We are surrounded with confusion and perplexity, wasting of time. To make sense of it all is fairly futile, don't you think? I mean, it seems that like if you want to see how your family is doing today, you have to go to Facebook. But when you sign out, it's such a relief. For the though only God is truly infinite, the pointless scrolling of Facebook seems interminable. And uh, when you close it, there's nothing worthy learned. But rather, time was wasted. Time that can't ever come back or be used for a better purpose. Many times I've seen something that I wish I hadn't seen or been exposed to for like the waxy white magnolia blossoms. Once they're crushed, you can see the fingerprints and oh, they can never be the same or completely recover from being crushed. And we um, can be restored, but we still bear the results of the things we've been exposed to have become jaded. We don't have that innocent trust and beauty of a child that God wants us to be able to experience. But when we look at the wonderful things that God's hand has made, we can let our proud, foolish heart feel its dependence and inferiority. I hope I'm not alone when I say I'm acutely aware of my dependence and inability to do a thing for myself except submit and agree to let God work in me. And so it is a wonderful realization that in the religion of Christ, there is a regenerating influence that transforms our entire being, lifting us above every debasing, groveling vice. And so that's sort of promissory, isn't it? That it can do some restoration, even though we've been crushed like that magnolia blossom. But, um, 
They that seek his face shall find him. He will raise our thoughts toward God and heaven. We can partake of his divine nature, and because evil has no effect on him, it will have no effect on us when we do partake of his nature. I looked up the word partake. Bear with me on this. I know I do a lot of this, but uh, 1828, No Webster Dictionary. To take a part of something, of the property or nature of something, or share in common, to be admitted and not excluded. So we may be admitted to the body of Christ and share in common his divine nature. This is something God does for us, for we are told in 1 Corinthians one thirty, Of God are you in Christ. In other words, God put us in Christ when we were baptized into him, into his death, into his resurrection. Believe it, my brothers and sisters. Act like you believe it. Trust that it's true. And you will see God work in your life. He is trustworthy. People, things people say, things I say, they have to be studied and looked into. But what God says, you can rely on. I found a warning in John fourteen six that no one comes to the Father except through Christ. That's kind of a warning. Don't try to go any other way. He is the door. He's the only way to God is through Christ. No Buddha, no any other. And there's a promise. Uh, if you seek the Lord thy God, you will find him if you seek for him with all your heart and soul. I believe that was in Exodus, but I didn't write it down. Sorry. Okay. One verse of I Hear the Savior Say. I hear the Savior say, thy strength indeed is small child of weakness watch and pray find in me thine all in all jesus paid it all all to him i owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you are able to wash us white as snow, though we've been crushed like that magnolia blossom. I have experiences of our lives. And those who are here with me today have their own secret sorrows that they bear though they can never be the same as they were before, they can be better in Christ. You can make something better from them. For as a piece of steel that's welded to another piece of steel, it's stronger where the break was. Lord, we're stronger in you. We are in Christ that you have put us there. That these who are here with me today, Lord, trust their heart in your hands, knowing you are gentle, that you never condemn, but seek to save, seek to heal, to uplift, to enlighten, to lift us up from the field where you found us in our blood, as the Bible describes. Lord, you love us more tenderly than our own mother. We give ourselves to you today, 
And I intercede on behalf of those who are here. Lord, please forgive my sins that stand in the way that I might do so, that I lift them up to you in Jesus' name, that you would do for them what you have promised. We claim your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My friends, please join me again tomorrow morning. We're going to spend a little time learning to know the Lord, learning to trust in Him, believing His words. Have a wonderful day.